So anyway, uh, that's not the only insurance product. We could be seeing big hikes. Taking a look at uh, some other aspects to the insurance market. Joining us once again, Angie Bardner, PCS Advisors, Paul Seeger. Paul, what, what do you have on your radar for us? Well, we have as many as 14 million people that could lose their uh, health coverage that is currently provided through Medicaid uh, because of the CARES Act or some of the rescue legislation basically with COVID. States have not been recertifying people's eligibility so long as there's a public health emergency in place as part of the rules associated with that. And many of those folks won't qualify. They've either had an increase in income or have coverage now available through their new employment and that kind of thing. So as many as 14 could million could lose that coverage uh, as we head into an election cycle. No doubt there'll be attention paid to this. You bring up some instructive points, though, and it's you know kind of I, I think important as well that we we kind of take take stock of where we are and what's happened. Of course, a prominent reason why we are facing 41 year high inflation is because we ended up inventing a bunch of money out in the air and handing it out to people as though it was candy and uh, expecting there not to be consequences. Obviously, there have been. Now, as yeah. part of that candy, the expansion of Medicaid uh, came into to play here. So. As we were paying people not to go back to work, we were, uh, you know, taking those people that were not working, that we were paying not to work, and we were putting them on on state Medicaid programs. Now, um, like when President Biden spoke earlier this week and said, hey, you know, the deficit's coming down, the truth of the matter is not because of, you know, intentional spending, but to your point, Paul, sunset measures, pro- pieces of programs put in place during the so-called, uh, you know, American Rescue Plan uh, or Act and that uh, are, are just phasing out, and one of those will be, be this Medicaid piece. So, I, you know, Paul, I guess the question is, and I don't know if there's a good handle on this yet, especially given that, you know, we're, we're taking that in an economy that might be in real time starting to go the other way. Um, you know, is this something that makes sense? In other words, uh, you know, I, I certainly do not believe that people that are perfectly capable of working should be, you know, supported by all their fellow taxpayers for, for medical coverage, you know, no cost to them. So is this a real need or is this a situation where, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of political posturing and, and a lot of political um, talking points? Yeah, I think it's the second, and you bring up a really good point. When I go through, it's it's easy to pull out one number and create some real fear around it or some, some big headlines, but the reality is we only decreased the uninsured numbers in this country by less than 2% during this whole period of time. So we moved a lot of people from other coverage to government-provided coverage or government-subsidized coverage. Another way we did that was to remove some of the subsidy requirements for the exchange plans. So not only did we expand Medicaid, but we said, hey, if you go to the exchange, no matter what your income, you're not going to pay more than 8.5%. Well, that meant a 60-year-old couple making north of $200,000 could get some subsidy if they went to the exchange. So we created this moral hazard where we drew people onto government, either government coverage entirely with Medicaid or a government subsidized plan. And in that whole process of doing both of those things, we moved the needle less than 5 million Americans in terms of reducing the uninsured number. But we added, uh, I mean, 14.4 could lose coverage in Medicaid, not to mention all the folks that moved on to exchange plans with subsidies that left other coverage from their employer or, or, or other individual plans. Paul, uh, no doubt some people um, are 
you know, going to hear this and and might have had you know a legitimate hardship might be in in the mix here. Uh, is it safe to say that if one was extended Medicaid coverage uh, during the uh, the window of time we're talking about here, that uh, perhaps you know you, that's the person that's going to be in you know caught in in the the timeline you're talking about here. Yeah, uh, if they but now if they are removed, if they recertify and they're removed from Medicaid very likely then they end up going to the exchange and also getting a subsidy there. So uh, they're not going to be left out in the cold entirely. They'll still, whatever they qualify for, they'll still be able to access. Uh, and that'll be a qualifying event for them to seek that other coverage. And I think many of those, we're just going to see a shift from Medicaid to the exchange plans where they may have a partial subsidy instead of a, a total subsidy. Great update. Appreciate it, Paul. Thank you very much. Have a great day.